storm that's what today is this is our last show before we're on radio row in las vegas and the combination of those two things is going to make one hell of a storm a storm a story (laughs) i think that las vegas this week this next week might end up being the most hungover city ever. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be a great weekend. A great week. Yeah. That's think, crazy. Five days in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually just had to change to six days in Vegas because wow. I have a, that's the meeting I have to go to on Saturday there. So you're um, leaving tomorrow? No, 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 no. The following, following Saturday. Saturday. So Sunday to Saturday. I've never done that in my life. That sounds idiotic, to be honest. <laughs> it does. Um, but like NFL media goes pretty hard. Um, at the Super Bowl, from what I've experienced. Mm, so you're saying we're a cool crowd? No, not oh, saying okay, that okay. at all. <laughs> uh, and, and combining that with Vegas, man, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's going to be a blast. And uh, before we dive in and give you a preview of what this is going to be like, we've got some other things to talk about. I want to welcome you into the DNVR Broncos podcast. we got Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, Ryan Koningsberg, Zach Stevens. you here rolling with you today. And before we dive into the topic of how can the Broncos become the Lions, the 2.0 Lions, like Sean Payton has talked about, Todd, you have the awesome perspective of having gone through this before as a player, this Super Bowl uh, lead up. And next week, we're going to start off every show by asking you, okay, what was Monday like during mm-hmm. Super Bowl week as a player? What are players expecting on Thursday? And then get some inside stories of maybe what happened throughout the week. But let's start that today. What happened? What was this week like? Kind of the, the week before you travel out to the Super Bowl. This week was a good week. It's a lot of film, a lot of prep, um, but it's not like you're not in pads. It's not full speed. Uh, you're kind of playing around for the most part, uh, just getting ready uh, to go play this big game. And then we took off, what was that, Saturday before the game? Um, but I think this is like the most fun. I think next week it gets a little bit more serious. Yeah. But this week is purely about fun. Like, can't believe we made it. It's a hassle trying to figure out, like, buying tickets for everyone, buying plane tickets, trying to figure out who can come on the team bus, trying to figure out who can go to all these different events. Uh, I feel like that's the toughest part. The game kind of figures itself out, but like trying to get your family in line, who you're going to bring, who you have to say no to, (laughs) figuring out how much these tickets really are. Like, it's tough. How many people did did you end up bringing? Oh, man. Uh, So I had my mom, my dad, my sister, my wife, my father-in-law, and then three cousins and uncle aunt so 10 oh, yeah. and you get two tickets for free uh i don't even know if we did got that I don't think so. no yeah so i think they're like what we paid for them were like 1800 a piece or something oh my like that God, so 18000 just for my family to be there and you're still on a rookie deal then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you do it's get a crazy. bonus for going to the super bowl though oh, yeah but true. by the time you're done buying tickets and and buying flights like you're playing for free whether you win or lose and you already Jeez. bought christmas presents for people since that was like a month before exactly exactly so it's I, funny because i feel like i was on a rookie contract then so i can't even imagine like after my second contract had oh. we been going I probably would have 50 people there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people realize that when, like, the broadcast has, like, he's got 50 friends and family yeah. here in the stands today. It's like, yeah, that all came out of his paycheck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I don't even think your family realizes it either. Oh, yeah. Oh, Everybody's yeah. just like, I want to go to the game. Yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. you're gonna bring me to the game. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, man, I get two tickets for free, and then everybody else I'm just paying for. So this week was, uh, it, it's not like the bye week that you get if you're the number one seed? Because you guys also had that bye week. Isn't that more so of an off week? The Yeah, because actually you don't know who you're playing. Right. So mm-hmm. that's really like we're going to chill. We're going to get healthy. We're just going to like 
maybe go over a couple of things that we did wrong throughout the season, clean that up. But you're really chilling because you don't know who you're preparing for. And then sometimes we would watch like both teams. Like, so every day we would pick another team to watch to kind of just get like a little feel for them because you don't know who you're playing. Yeah. And you so don't even, it's not even like you can say, oh, let's all watch this game together because you don't even know who you're playing depending on how the games shake out. You yep. know what I mean? Because right. it reseeds. So if the six seed goes and wins, well, now you're playing them. It's true. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Were guys like, so was this week like partying was on the table? Uh, I, I think every week with that team partying was on the table. <laughs> I don't think there was a single time that uh, I think even in Santa Clara before the Super Bowl party was on the table. Like it was always you always won, there. so no one can complain. No, 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 and, and that's not that's not called partying. That's team bonding, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Team that's building. how you presented to the coaches. Well, exactly, exactly. And it's funny because uh, we didn't go like super hard like partying, but I remember uh, in high school we tried that mentality and it didn't really work. <laughs> So, like, we were undefeated my sophomore season, hadn't lost a game, and uh, we we're going to play this team that we should, like, blow out by 50 in the third round of the playoffs. We end up losing, and we find out, like, the night before, like, half the players tried, like, shroom and oh ecstasy for the first time <laughs> no. the night before, and then everybody's out there, like, sluggish and can't play. So it definitely depends from team to team if you guys can, like, you know, really hang. Wow. <laughs> That is reckless. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Maybe that's why my football team wasn't that good. We didn't party enough, is what I'm getting from Todd. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's dive into this. Maybe that's what took the Lions from three and thirteen, Dan Campbell's first season in the NFL, to nine and eight, and then to the NFC Championship game was. Just a little more partying. Maybe. Or maybe find that right balance. Because too much partying, as you said, might not be the right thing. But let's look at this. Because when the Broncos were 1-5, and five, John Payton said, uh, you know, what's your message to the team here? Like, Caleb Williams all the way? Or how do you keep this team involved? And he said, we look at the Detroit Lions and mm -hmm. what they did last year. They started 1-6. and six, And then they finished 9-8. and eight, Just missed the playoffs. And the Broncos, credit to Sean, were very close to that. Obviously, finished 8-9. and nine, Weren't as close to making the playoffs, but still had a massive turnaround compared to that 1-5 and five start. So then we see what the Lions did this year. The NFC Championship game. Would you sign up for that season right now? I would love to go to the <laughs> NFC Championship game as Heck the Broncos. Yeah, that would be, be incredible. That would be a wild <laughs> season. Um, so uh, what has to happen for the Broncos to continue their turnaround uh, because we know Sean Payton didn't come here for eight, nine seasons. I think it's first important to note that while there are parallels, there are some very big differences. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think you have to accept those and then say, okay, well, what about the Lions can you take away? Because one of the things that you almost certainly can't take away is continuity at the quarterback position. Yep. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to su sustained success, wow, that is a mouthful. Um, <laughs> That's going to be really important every single time. I mean, look at all the teams who are, you know, doing it right now, who are in the playoffs, who are winning these games. Brock Purdy at least is in his second year um, with that team. But like Josh Allen, you know, um, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff. Yep. These are teams that have had someone in place and have been building around them. And, and the Broncos just aren't going to have that. And to be honest, I think if I'm naming five things that is a reason for why the lions have been when we're able to make that turnaround continuity especially at the quarterback position and coach and offensive coordinator uh is a big part of that so i just think that has to be acknowledged first that's number one that's absolutely the number one thing that has to happen is uh and i said this a couple weeks ago sean if you want to continue to point the Detroit Lions, you have to keep Russell Wilson. Now, I don't think he's going to keep Russell Wilson. Yeah. And when he does that, you have to expect not necessarily a step back, but that's, Ryan, I totally agree with you. That's the number one thing with the Detroit Lions is they got great quarterback play, and it was the same because how were they able to carry over that momentum? They were able to keep pretty much the team the same and add pieces. They weren't tearing it down specifically at that number one position. So Sean can't come up here and talk to us about how they want to continue the path of the Detroit Lions if they change quarterbacks. Now, saying that, <clears throat> I think there's still some quarterback options that could be out there for the Broncos that 
would allow them to kind of pick up and and start right there. Number one name that pops out, which might be the most Jared Goff quarterback of any quarterback in the NFL. You know who I'm thinking of? That Baker? could be available. Close? Kirk Cousins. Ah. Uh. Like, he could be available, and actually, that might make me think, wow, that you would be losing the continuity, for sure. Like, that might be the closest comp to a Jared Goff, and also someone that I think Sean Payton could really work with. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely, you know, a big factor. My biggest factor is we have to draft well. Uh, I think what they did this year in the draft was phenomenal with Jameer Gibbs and Laporta. Uh, those are two people that weren't on the 9 and 8 team, but were a huge part of their success coming into this year. And I think if we want to have success at all uh, this next season, we have to hit the draft. I know we don't have a second round pick. But maybe we trade up or we do something to get somebody that can be a big help to us like Laporta has. Arguably one of the best tight ends in the in the league this year. Jameer was phenomenal all the way up until that last game. Costly fumble, but had a phenomenal season. Uh, we have to draft well in order to have success. And then uh, let me add to those two guys. They also had... Well, can I... Yeah. Oh, are you still talking on draft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Um, on the draft, they had Campbell, the linebacker. Was it, was it Jack Campbell? Yep. He was mm -hmm. your guy, Jack Campbell, um, who was their starting inside linebacker for pretty yep. much the entire season. And then Brian Branch, who might have been their biggest playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. So yep. four guys. That's unheard of. Sean Payton has had one draft like that. Um, where he got impacts in three different positions, but you're 100% right. I think that's probably outside of uh, the quarterback position. That's probably the number two thing that really propelled the Lions this year was an incredible draft. Yeah, there's something about that, though, that, that I feel like sometimes gets overlooked. Teams that have continuity, like I mentioned, are better at drafting because they're not trying to pick and choose and find pieces you know, that are filling holes for them, they're able to draft players that they just think accentuate what they do well. You look at, like, the Nuggets, for example. They're, like, the, the ultimate uh, poster of continuity. Well, they can just, like, go draft Peyton Watson and be like, well, you know, he cuts well. He's going he's gonna to be a good dunker. He's long. He's going to be able to, you know, defend well. And it's just like he's not coming to necessarily do anything for you except help you if that makes any sense, rather than the Broncos in years past, it's like, okay, well, we need a left tackle. I guess we got to go draft Garrett Bowles. Right. You know, it's, we need this, we need that. And when you're constantly changing coaching staffs and you're constantly changing schemes, it makes it even harder to find guys who fit. And some of the guys that you have that did fit now don't. And now you're drafting. So that continuity piece, I think, is really important. But you're right. I mean, the draft, they nailed. And that leads me to the next thing that I think the Broncos need to add that the that the Lions do so well at, and that's team speed. Mm. I think that is almost... Speed kills? It's To me, it's top three as to what made their offense go. It's, it might even be number one, um, but I don't want to take away from Ben Johnson because I think he's awesome too. Um, to me, when you look at the teams that really gave the Broncos trouble when we watched, oh, it's the Lions yep. and the Dolphins. What, mm -hmm. are the two, what is the thing that those two teams have most in common? It's speed. Jameer Gibbs, Jamison Williams, you know, the list goes on. And even Laporta for a tight end is fast. Yeah, yep. St. So, Brown's fast. Yeah, exactly. St. Brown. Reynolds. It, it's incredibly difficult to defend that. And then they have it on the defensive side of the ball, too. Um, and, you know, you, you look at them and it's, it's almost like a Madden team. And the Broncos really, really lack in that category. I mean, really lack. Yeah, and we know how that, especially the Dolphins, well, both of them, Jared got through for five touchdowns against the Broncos. Um, but then we know how the Dolphins sliced up the Broncos' defense, and that was kind of the turning point for them. But you also look against the 49ers' great defense. How did the Lions get their first score? It was a Jamison Williams end-around that went 40 yards because yep. of that speed. So absolutely that's one. And then there's one other really big factor that I want to get to after. Have you guys done Super Bowl squares? Yeah. One of the biggest issues with Super Bowl squares is it's all random. Like, you just draw random numbers, and you draw... What's a terrible number to draw? Um, Nine? Yeah, one, eight. Yeah. Those would be bad numbers. Over at Circa, with their Super Bowl squares, you get to pick your numbers. 
And so that's the great thing about it. So you need to download the Circus Sports app for the Super Bowl squares, and you can bet a minimum of $1 with a max payout of $100,000. So if you want to get in on the action with the big game, check out our friends over at Circa. Download the app. And then also, if you're going to be in Vegas next week, Come join us Wednesday at Circa. We're yeah. going to be there. It's going to be a party. You speak of parties. That's going to be it right there. So Six to eight. And if you come, you get free drinks. Free. If you RSVP. Yeah. So make sure. How do they RSVP? How do uh, RSVP? We, we'll have a link out. We'll, we'll have a link. So um, you can DM us, DNVR underscore Broncos, or just stay tuned for that link. But make sure to download the Circa Sports app. And that's it. You just minimum of $1 bet with a maximum payout of $100,000. So get in on all the action for the big game over at Circa Sports app. You must be 21 and older. Located in Colorado, all rights reserved. Spur- Circa Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And shout out to our friends over at Game Time. Uh, Game Time is a great app that allows you to get the best prices for tickets, whether you want to go to concerts, uh, games, um, any kind of events, and especially the big game, the Super Bowl. If you use the code Vegas100, you get $100 off the big game uh, for tickets. And I don't know about you, but an extra $100 in Vegas never sounds bad. <laughs> and if you keep listening to this show, we're going to maybe have a draft that could tell you what you could do with that extra $100. So you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now at the Game Time, I usually get $100 off the big game ticket with the code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use the code Vegas, V E G A S 100 for $100 off the big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase at game time. All right, so we have continuity, specifically at quarterback. We've got drafting well. We've got team speed. And one other thing that I think defines the Lions this Wait, can year. I talk about team speed real yeah, quick? Yeah, absolutely. Just about how important it is as a team. I think you even see it at the Broncos. I think you talk about uh, Jaleel and what he brought to the table and how much we were calling for him yeah. to get the ball because he was the fastest man when he was out there. You talk about Marvin Mims, who is now a pro bowler um, and has made a huge impact on the NFL. He's the fastest guy on the field when he's out there. Absolutely, I think team speed is necessary, and I think Broncos need more of it. And the fact that they brought in two guys who helped in that category last year tells me I think Sean Payton understands the importance of that, which is nice, uh, nice to know as well. Uh, and one last thing I'll say about it is – the, those two games, the Lions and Dolphins, a lot of guys on the Broncos who we consider good tacklers really struggle tackling. Todd, you can speak to this. It's like when you're out in space against a guy that's so fast, you you can kind of freeze up because you're like, oh, man, one wrong step and I'm getting burned here. It's like trying to catch a rabbit or a chicken. Yeah. Like It's too hard to do. They're too quick. They're too shifty. Uh, I'd much rather play slow, big guys yeah. than the fast, speedy ones. So... Taysom Hill isn't necessarily your dream signing for the Broncos, then. Not necessarily. (laughs) Um, So the opposite of team speed is, I think, where the Broncos also need to go and develop, and that's the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the Lions have such a good offensive line, and obviously they've had massive investments in Penny Sewell. What was he, like the number two overall pick many years ago? Um, Obviously the Broncos aren't going to do that. They're not going to trade up to get their left tackle of the future, but... They also had Graham Glasgow playing for them this year. And so he wasn't a big investment at all. The Broncos let him go mm-hmm. after this past year because he wasn't he didn't wasn't good enough for them, wasn't staying healthy enough. And so it's not like you need to the Broncos need to go out and spend even more because they've made those massive investments. First round pick on Garrett Bowles. They made uh, huge splashes in free agency on two of those positions. Use a third round pick on Quinn. They made the investment. That offense, and we, we've seen improvements from the offensive line. They just, with continuity, need to continue to get better, and you need to figure out center. Whether it's Cushenberry, whether it's hitting someone in the draft there, that offensive line helped Jared Goff so much, helped the team speed so much, helped the, the backfield so much. It needs to take a step up this year. I agree. I agree, and I think it kind of points a little bit to coaching, too. Yeah. Um, because Gr- Graham was here, and, and no disrespect, but when he was here, he was a, a liability on the front five, but when he was there, he wasn't being called out in the same way and really wasn't making the same mistakes. So what changed from his abilities? I don't think much. I think maybe it was the coaching. And I will say that the offensive line as a whole has gotten better uh, this season, um, but I think it speaks to coaching because there's no reason why he should be terrible enough to be released, but then go over there and be a starter yeah. and be a, a pretty solid piece in their front five. Yeah. 
Yeah. While you were talking about that, I realized something. Uh oh. For all the people who wanted the Broncos to tank, they should be pounding on the table right now saying, you're forgetting something. Mm. And it's that the Lions were so bad that they got very, very high draft picks and then they hit on them. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, Penny Sewell. You know, I think there's got to be one more in there that I'm not remembering. I mean, Jameer Gibbs was what? Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, I said Hutchinson. Okay. Hutchinson yeah. and Sewell. I yep. mean, that alone, you have the best player on each side of the ball in the trenches for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even when the Broncos were almost that bad, they didn't hit on their picks. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that's why drafting is so key. But there's the continuity that we talked about is important for the offensive line. Uh, it's important for everything we've talked about, the quarterback position, but also uh, with drafting. That is so important to have the offensive or, or to have the continuity because not just with the coaching staff, but with George Payton. That is a big reason why, why you keep George Payton around is because now he's been around Sean Payton and his staff for an entire year. Vance Joseph is returning. So now the personnel and coaching should have a really good understanding of what each one is looking for. And that should help. And that's a big thing. Dan Campbell gave a game ball after the Lions' first playoff win um, to Jared Goff and to the general manager because of how important those bonds between both of them are, between the head coach and the quarterback and between the head coach and the general manager for being on the exact same page. That, that's no coincidence that they were able to draft so well and build a team so well together. Yep, totally. I, I feel like I could do it. <laughs> I feel like I could evaluate talent. Yeah. How, do you feel like you could draft pretty well? Man. I mean, it's just watching film, and then you can – I feel like most of the time you can tell who's overhyped and who's really a dog. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times teams get too caught up in what happens from now until the draft, and they lose sight of, like, who's a good football player? Mm -hmm. like, like Brian Branch. He was a great football player at Alabama. He was exactly what he was at Alabama, as he's been for the Detroit Lions, but I, I actually don't know why he fell into the third round if it was, like, speed. There, there had to be something, mm -hmm. but, like, they just overthink those things too much. Yeah. There's too much time where you lose sight of who the good football players are. And then, like, you see guys in the NFL, and you're like, why was that a day two pick? And it's like, well, because he was, you know, a 4'8 instead of a, a 4'6'9. It's like, well, that's stupid if he can play football. Yeah. yeah. I think they stop watching film and start looking at all the other stuff, like yeah. you said. And there's a time, like, I think right now, I think they're watching film, but as soon as the combine starts, or even uh, the Senior Bowl, like I think everybody starts watching film and they start trying to pick out the guys who have a good or bad day on certain days of the year. But everybody's going to have good or bad days. But it doesn't negate everything you've done for four years, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I don't think they take that into consideration after that. I, now that I'm thinking about it, of all the things that happen in the NFL from like a high level, if, I th if I'm trying to decide the one thing that I think I could do for sure, it would be drafting. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just find good football players. Like, there's another part of me that thinks I could call offensive plays, but for whatever reason, I I, I, there's something in the back of my head that says it's got to be harder than it looks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I, I, I feel like I could do it, but I'm like trying to give those guys credit because there's so many people that get paid millions of dollars to do it and mm -hmm. are bad at it. Yeah. And like you would have to assume that they're in the top like 1% or better of people in the world who could do this or the NFL is just really bad at hiring these people, but it's probably the other thing. It's like, it's similar to quarterback. Like there's only 10 really good ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have to like tell myself like, nah, I don't think you could do it. But like you mentioned, Todd, like this is just like being able to use your eyes to be like, is this guy good at football or not? I think yeah. a perfect example is like tank Dell. Like the whole world watched that guy. It was like, this guy's really good. Yep. And then somehow he slips to the third round mm -hmm. yeah. and then he comes in and he balls out. It's like, what what are we doing here? Exactly. What about what about game management? Like that seems to be one that should be so easy and that you shouldn't mess up. Especially you got people upstairs in uh -huh. the booth helping you with that. Like and I guess I can understand if you're a play caller uh, and you're also the game manager how those two things might sometimes cross paths, but then that's why you just hand one of those responsibilities off to someone. I feel like that's something that just is like mind-blowing when a head coach gets that wrong I, I think so too because i feel like the play calling should time up with the time in the game as well 
Like you have to look at the game clock and see what you have to work with and know whether you want to bleed the clock, if we got to go hurry up, if we need to spike the ball. Like you should be constantly looking at the clock because that determines what plays is to some extent what plays I am calling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the crazy thing is, is Sean Payton, obviously a great play caller for 15 years in the more than 15 years in the NFL and a really good game manager too. But he even had more mess ups and mistakes than he should have from a game management perspective this year. It's one of the places where I really think that coaches would help themselves by playing Madden. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you get into high stakes games and you like have to know how to manage the clock. And you can do it. You can get 50 opportunities a day to do that. Like, exactly. To get that experience. Legitimately <laughs> just simulating yep. what it's like. Yeah, I, I'm being so serious when I think that would help a lot of them. There's one more thing that I think would help the Broncos take the jump this year. And it's just a reality that the Detroit Lions had some help in their division. Um, Aaron Rodgers left. Now, Jordan Love took a big step up, uh, so maybe that wasn't as big of a thing, but they had a Hall of Fame quarterback leave their division. It made it a little easier, specifically in those first eight weeks when the, when the Packers were still trying to figure it out. And then Kirk Cousins, the next best quarterback in that division, got hurt midway through the season. So typically, luck. there is a lot of luck. I mean, that Super Bowl 50 team, you guys were incredibly yeah, healthy. And typically, if you look at Super Bowl teams, the Chiefs last year mm -hmm. were incredibly healthy. I think the time that their starters missed to injury was the, the smallest percent in the NFL. That typically plays something, but then also the teams in your division. Um, I'm not saying the Broncos need Patrick Mahomes or uh, Justin Herbert to get hurt, but just some, some things. Maybe it's balls falling the wrong way for the Chiefs um, or in games, things like that play out as well for you to take a what was that a three game step this year that the Lions took yeah totally I mean every sport every champion was lucky in one way or another right they're also really good yep. but it's not are you lucky or are you good it's are you lucky and good at the same time right yeah 100% and I, and I think it works in in a lot of things that luck and preparation have to come together I think even in what we do in the success of DMVR like somewhere along the line you have to get lucky with uh, sponsorship or a collaboration like nope. something falls into place so I think it's definitely necessary for uh, the Broncos I think we got rid of the curse I think that's over so now we got to get Lady Luck on our side <laughs> uh, are we gonna have Lady Luck on our side next week yes. yeah for sure <laughs> we're bringing her uh, on the tables at Radio Row like everywhere. we're everywhere. everywhere okay those are the vibes we need yes. I love it um, Ryan who do you think would be the best rugby player among the four of us in this room right now Mm, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Todd, you talked about how maybe you want to get back on the field. You could probably be the star of the Infinity Ra or the American Raptors over yep. at Infinity Park because you know how the American Raptors are built. How it's from ex, ex athletes mm. that either want to continue to play, have retired, uh, won Super Bowl Fifty championships. I actually don't think they have that one. All right. I think don't. so. Yeah. If, if you want to join, yeah, because they're comprised of like athletes that um, whether they stopped playing after high school, whether they played in a professional league and stopped, they build their team from ex athletes. So if you want to join their team, you can do it, Todd. You can do it. I, I can try. I don't know if I'll make it, Come but on. we can do it. And their season. I would pay to see that. Oh, man. Me or Todd? Yeah, you. Yeah, me and Todd going up against <laughs> each other. <laughs> um, that you can uh, join the American Raptors journey. Even if you're not going to play, starts in just two weeks. They're going down uh, to uh, Argentina. Ooh. And you can catch their games Free trips on Argentina. ESPN+. That's pretty dope. Plus. Yeah, right after <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl. You can head and down there. And they're on there. ESPN? Yeah, there you go. Uh, so they just continue to grow, and we are there every step of the way. And if you want to see them, they have their first home matches in March where they've got a six-game uh, home stretch start, and their tickets are only $10 starting on Sunday, March 17th. So if you want to catch some rugby, make sure to check out our friends over at AmericanRaptors.com. And also, we've got our guy Colton Strickler covering the team so you can follow his weekly podcast over at dnvr rugby uh so make sure to give him a follow over at dnvr underscore rugby on twitter or x and then also follow colton strickler so get in on the action over at americanraptors.com also shout out to empire today here at dnvr no we don't just have you covered from head to toe we have you covered from roof to floor Dang. red hawk roofing empire today's got you with the floor uh, our friends over at empire today are the best 
when it comes to flooring your house or your business. So make sure you check them out and make sure you schedule a free in-home estimate. And then you can receive $350 off when you use the promo code DNVR. So go to empiretoday.com slash DNVR and get $350 off your new floor. Yeah, imagine what that could do in Vegas. That would be... You couple that with the game time 100. Yep. Broncos need a new floor. Like, just (laughs) raised up. (laughs) And blow their ceiling apart. Yeah, exactly. And then call our friends over at Red Hawk to to put one back on. Um, Okay, speaking of Vegas, let's jump into our first off-season draft. Draft season, baby. That's why I'm here. We're going to be in Vegas next week, so we might as well do the Great Las Vegas Draft. Who wants to get us started? What order do we want to go in? Okay, we have to (sighs) just establish something quickly. Okay. I feel like you have to be specific in your picks. Okay. Mm. So well, like, I'm screwed. For example, you can't just say like, gambling. Uh huh. Because that just takes away too much from everyone else. Mm. That was number one on my board was wow. gambling. <laughs> you always do this. You're always trying to like skirt the system by picking fourteen things at once. Um, okay, so uh, like a specific gambling game. Yeah, a game or uh, a vibe. You know. You, oh, you ha- a vibe seems pretty open-ended. You'll, you'll know what I mean when I explain. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you lead us off? All right, I'll go first. To me, the single greatest thing that you can do in Vegas is playing craps with a squad. Mm, like, that's a good one. The whole team's winning. Everyone's together. You're, you know, you're hitting the point. You're rolling it out. That, to me, is a vibe that just can't be replicated anywhere else in any way. I mean, it's very fair. And with the squad is an important one for this oh, one. Yeah. When we were, so we had two nights in Vegas when we were there for week 18. Is that Broncos, it? Broncos felt like Ra- a week. It did feel like, <laughs> I'm scared for what this next week is going to feel like a month. Um, the first night, we stopped by a craps table on our way kind of back. Yep. And, uh, there terrible was, move. I, there was, I advised against this. Yeah, yeah, there was no one at the craps table and only one person in our group don't want to put him on blast spencer uh, okay spencer uh was like i want to play so it was just him no one else joined in and it was the most depressing thing in the world just like one guy on the craps table losing it's the out. end of the uh, mm. it was crap yeah it was full of crap the next night so that was my first experience with craps ever i'm like yeah. this thing sucks and he was like oh well if the, since there's no one else like i'll just get to roll which is fun uh but Never in any game are the vibes more important than in craps. And then the next night, yep. we went, and the table was already full. We roll up. All of us play in with the full table, and the vibes were awesome, and it was a blast. And we all won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we all won. It was amazing. And, like, yeah, just you're all cheering together. You're, like, calling out numbers that you're trying to get. That's yep. just the best. I yep. think it's the best. All right, Todd, you're up. All right. Uh, for me, it also is, you know, uh, I think the squad is involved, but I think there's nothing better than Drea's Beach Club mm. in the middle of the heat, drunk as hell, plus hot as hell, <laughs> and then trying to find your way back to your room after that. I think that's the best <laughs> feeling in Vegas. So we can probably broaden that one a little bit and just go with like day part, day club. Yeah, let's do, we could do that. All right, day club. I thought you know, we wanted to be specific, no, no, so I was giving, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I love my specifics. I was mostly just thinking of how Yaya's going to get it on the graph. <laughs> it's also, we got to specify, because how we did say, Zach will try to broaden and capture like all the Vegas in one pick sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had pool party on mine, so that probably takes it. Yeah, I mean, no, that would have been similar. That wouldn't have been too broad. But oh. you would have said, like, partying. <laughs> no, mm. I, had, I had pool party uh, on here. Um, hmm. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one, and I'm going to go blackjack here because that was the other game that we played uh, more than anything else yep. when we were there. Um, so I'm going to go blackjack, and I get a back-to-back pick. So I need uh, you to make me a promise as someone who just picked blackjack as, <laughs> with your number one pick. 
You got to play by the book this time. You know, I just, I thought that someone Please. was going to tell me that last time, and no one did. So I was just like, okay, here we go. There was no telling you anything, my guy. Um, it, let's just say it worked a lot better when I did play by the book. Sure did. So yeah, I'm going to stick by the book this time. That's for sure. Um, yes, because it, it's a lot of fun. Especially it is, with, it with, is really fun. Especially in Vegas, like different hotels have different rules or like different gimmicks. Yeah, actually, I had never played the gimmick blackjacks until last time we went. And it probably benefits them by far or There's else they way. wouldn't give you yeah. the gimmicks. I mean, the one that we were playing with the free splits and doubles, <laughs> I think actually benefited me more. I don't know about everyone. I think they're always going to make it so they win in the end. But we played... Free splits and free doubles blackjack, and it was so fun because you just never have to think about it, and you just always keep getting more and more cards and mm -hmm. having more chances to win without even having to put more money on the table. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for that when we get there. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so my next pick, since we're doing a little snake draft here, uh, this, this is gonna, I don't know how this is going to come across. I'm going to go open container. Oh, just drinks yeah. everywhere yeah. in yeah. Vegas. There, there's no stopping it. It feels so wrong. Yet so right when you're there. That's totally fair. Absolutely. Love that. Uh, number two for me in also Vegas. Also have that in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number two for me in Vegas, I'll keep it broad, just amazing food. Okay. Whether it's Carbone mm. or Catch. Uh, there's so many good restaurants. You can have whatever you want. Go to Hell's Kitchen. Um, it's a great spot for food. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so funny because you can really go down any path you want like the first six times i went to vegas i was just like eating in and out and mcdonald's uh -huh. i was just trying to like save every penny <laughs> to, be able to use on gambling later that night um but you you as you grow up you realize like oh man you can have some of the best food in the world here yeah, yeah. it's so I mean, and because they don't limit themselves to any cuisine no and everything. you also get like every single big chef wants their restaurant there yeah so People are coming to you to be there. Exactly. That's it. All right. Well, this is going to just keep being very me. Uh, the sports book. Mm, yeah. Watching a game in, in a sports book is so different from any other sports experience, I think. Yeah. Um, especially a big game. Like, whether it's, you know, the national championship or even just anything in March Madness. Um, but what's cool is just everyone, ha everyone has different things that they're in on and so everyone's allegiances aren't necessarily with the game itself right and you wouldn't want that all the time but it's really fun when you're a part of it like the first touchdown of the game there's always like three people in the sports book losing their mind you know because <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they called it so like um like i've i haven't done it yet but i really want to watch a super bowl in the sports book mm. because i think it would just be so so electric specifically circa where it's just the biggest oh, yeah. sports book of all time yep um I think it was when we were there, the Texans were playing the Colts. Yep. And yes. it was like first yep. play of the game, 75 yard touchdown to Nico Collins. And like yep. the, the place just came undone. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, man. Going there for a weekend of college football all day Saturday and yep. then NFL all day Sunday would be insane. Sportsbook has lost a little bit of its luster with with legal sports gambling. Um, but there's just still something about it. Yep. Yep. And uh the NFL teams that are or the the 49ers and Chiefs are staying far away from the strip smart so that there's none of these things that uh, that get people and uh, NFL players personnel anyone that works for an NFL team is not allowed to walk into a sports book at all mm. that's not policeable <laughs> but could you imagine know. what is it what defines walking into a sports book because like you can just walk through circa and be like basically in the sports book i i don't know but there's um an, a memo was sent out to both of those teams yesterday they said no personnel can be inside a sports book could you imagine if like travis kelsey is walking through a sports book and mm. like he doesn't do anything but someone catches a picture of him next yeah. week and it's tweeted out they would know as soon as it happened because the facial recognition at those casinos is top notch. Oh, yeah, and the NFL is the FBI. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. They know what everybody's doing. They're not surprised by anything. So if it popped up uh, on the cameras at the casino, they would notify the NFL through the FBI like immediately. And then the NFL 
would either scrub any evidence of yeah, that, yeah. Uh, or they would make it very public and totally blast the Depends person. Depends on who it is. <laughs> yeah, Travis, exactly. for sure, no. Yeah, yeah or, or They would tell him, hey, no. put, some, put some bets on. Put some yeah. bets in. <laughs> a couple Here's things. some money, too. <laughs> exactly. Did you guys follow the Alabama baseball betting scandal? At oh, all? my goodness. Yeah, mm. that was last year? Yeah, and like I think there was just a, salute, uh, a resolution oh, no, and the I whole thing. And, like, they got busted, but like... This guy was so reckless, literally just like reading texts from the coach of the baseball team, telling him what to bet on and then being like, hold on, like, I'm just, I need to text this guy back. Like, as he's like at the window and like the coach of Alabama is like, yo, like our ace pitcher is injured, bet against us today. Wow. And he's like, uh, okay, ace pitcher injured, bet against us today. Can yeah. I bet again? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like the guy at the, the, the window was just like, what the hell? Like, obviously he didn't say anything at the time, but then went and told. Anyways, that's one thing. Well, and, and also with that, I think it was like, this was a th- midday Thursday game. It was Alabama against some, like, nobody school. And the guy bet, like, $50,000 on the game where there had been, like, a total of, like, Five hundred dollars in total uh-huh. wagers on this game. He bet fifty thousand. This guy's crazy. Um, over under uh, one point five players sent home from Vegas. Mm. Was it Super Bowl forty eight where someone was sent home? Or was it? I think your squad? right? No. No, it, no, ours was te- before. Then it was 48 then. No, your team had one person get yes, sent Yes, it was then. <laughs> At the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Maybe practice squad? Yeah. I mean, very, very far down the <laughs> roster. For something that could happen in Vegas. You could be caught for in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. What was it? I don't even so, remember. It was soliciting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to get some hoo-ha, huh? <laughs> That's in crazy. In California, where... Yeah. Not as legal. Yeah, it was like a sting or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, I don't even remember that. It's yeah. like him and his brother. Yeah, I think or something so. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think it was. I actually don't remember early, his name. Or else uh, I, I don't. Say. I don't either. I think it was Monday or Tuesday of the week, so it was early in the week too. Wow. So Kubiak did a great job of, uh, of really it. making it not a big deal. Yeah, I may remember something, <laughs> but I don't remember that. And like, I just don't understand. It should be. It's pretty. E- it should be easy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You can go to a club. I'm going to Super Bowl tomorrow. You want to yeah. come? Ticket? Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're in the Super Bowl. Man, it's got to be worth something. There's, fit, <laughs> there's a, over 100 people, 100 players there. Yeah. One and a half, I'll say under. You think you think over under 0.5? I'm taking over one and a half. Wow. Dang. Because it feels like there's always one. So I, I just feel like the Vegas effect will add another one. Oh, man. <laughs> Who's it gonna? A big name? No, no, yeah. no. it's not gonna be a big yeah. name. No. No. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's <laughs> gonna happen for sure. Oh man. Okay, where are you going? Third pick. <sighs> this is. I'm gonna sound like such a degenerate after this draft, but I guess <laughs> I really am. Um, I'm going free drinks. Mm, yeah. There's so many free drinks yep. in Vegas. Uh, whether you're coming to, you know, the DNVR Circa party yeah. on Wednesday or you're just like chilling at a slot machine or at a table, they're just always bringing you free drinks. And I feel like I've become an expert on how to not pay for a drink while I'm in Vegas. That's mm. yeah. smart. I don't know. It must be I... how attractive women feel all the time. Because <laughs> I feel so smart when I get a free drink. Yeah, you're a pretty for... attractive woman, RK. I'll say oh, that. Yeah. I think I paid for one drink while, while I was there. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's what I mean. Wow. That's a great point. Just play the game. All right, Todd, where are you going here? Uh, with the third, I'm actually going something like uh, something that I love to do. I don't know if everybody does it, but right after the day party, between the day party and the nightclub, <laughs> there's a nap that you get <laughs> that is better than any nap you wow. have the rest of your life because you barely wake up to get to the, the rest of the night. Like, you're drooling and everything. Like... That 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. nap in Vegas? Oh, that can't be beat. Vegas also is one of the the places where you can't tap out. No. So if I was at a day party in Denver and then was also invited to do something that night, I would be like, oh, yeah, Mm. I can do it. And then I would drink at the day party, go Uh home, take a nap, and then like text my friends like, yeah, I'm not making it back. You can't not make it back out in Vegas. Like You don't have a choice. You got to. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. Um, I can't believe this one is left open, but Todd, you just said it. The nightclub. 
Mm-hmm. That, that's how you finish your night. That's um, so classic Zach picking something he's never experienced. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you guys can show me the way next week. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to experience. I think I've only experienced like a couple of these on the list here. So um, maybe you guys can, me of can show Michael me the Scott. way. Uh, I'd like to be a part of an inside joke one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would too. I would too. Um, and then to end this off, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go the Bellagio Fountains here. Wow. A little different route <laughs> to, uh, to kind of get the different crowd here. Because, Todd, we're going to put this on social media. Okay. We're going to have people vote to mm. see who has the best list. I already think it's between you two here, and I typically win these, um, just so you know. But mm. I think it's be- going to be between you two here. Yeah, I don't think you're winning this one. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Also, usually I look at your draft and I'm like, this is very Zach draft. Not this one. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the last one? Um, Catch a good fountain show? Yeah, that seems like it. That's right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> All right, Todd, where yeah, are you, I where seen, are you going I think here? I've seen one of those, and I'm, uh, <laughs> I think I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound it makes. Uh, the music? No, or just the, water the sound of the water like shooting out of the cannons. Mm. The sk- water squirting? <laughs> <laughs> he likes a good oh, one of those shows. Uh, so for my last one, I'm going to do something that um, you know, Vegas is fun and you can party, but then you can also chill and just have a good time. So I love to catch a good uh, Cirque du Soleil show. Mm. Um, you know, if I'm not going to the club, just want to hang out with wifey or even take the kids, a good show um, after some great food can't go wrong. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Vegas, like food capital of the country, probably the show capital as well. Yeah. I I'm gonna pick something here, and I'm I'm okay if you guys want to say I can't pick this. Mm. It's the dream that you could potentially leave rich. That is about as open ended uh, as you, you want to call it. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to do Hopium? that, I, I have I have a backup pick. Is what it too? The dream, living the dream. It's just like the dream that like maybe you hit that slot machine jackpot, or. Maybe you hit that parlay that you're just like, I have, while I'm in Vegas, I got to make a 10 leg parlay just to see. What's your second one? The sphere. Huh, those are both. Good I'll just ones. take the sphere. I'll yeah. take the sphere. It makes me look like less of a degenerate. <laughs> Man, I almost went the sphere. The sphere is one of the rare things that's new and really hyped that everyone still likes. Like something bursts on the scene and everyone like hypes it up and. People are like, can you believe how much money this costs? Usually people are like, nah, fuck that thing. Mm. People can't deny the sphere. Yeah. It's just so cool. Yeah, and I feel like <sighs> yeah, it's like one yeah. of the first major technological advances that is so wide open for people to see. Like, yeah. there's not many things that we have besides, like, you go to Japan and you see... Um, Tokyo and how futuristic it is like this is one of the first things in America that feels like super futuristic that we can see and it's just so Vegas like Vegas would just be like we're gonna make a giant ball that like can reflect anything we want (laughs) I don't know there's just something about it that I'm like man that's awesome also dead and company playing 18 shows there this summer I think I might go Wow. I think I might be like your high school teammates before the big game. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a great concert. <laughs> and go to Dead and Company in the Sphere. Yes, sir. That sounds unreal. What is at the Sphere next week? Because I have to imagine those tickets yeah. would be, it's uh, U2. Oh, yeah, they're Aww. doing a thing there. That kind of sucks. Wow, it sucks, you think? <laughs> Wow. Do you guys remember last year when the Sphere was being promoted? Like that it, it came out during too. the Super Bowl? No, but it came out during the Super Bowl that the Sphere was coming out. Really? Because mm. they had a commercial of uh, U2 that was going to be the opening act, and it was a Super Bowl commercial, and everybody was like, who the mm. hell wants to go to, to Are that? Are that many people saying U2 that many times? No, but like the thing is James Dolan is very out of touch with everything that is <laughs> not money at James times. James Dolan should have his band play at the Sphere. He might actually at some point, but I remember seeing that commercial and I thought, "Who the hell will see you two? But it's at the Sphere that they were actually promoting more than anything. I wonder if they're gonna put like UFC in the Sphere. Oh, with crazy backgrounds and stuff. The uh, way the Sphere is for it's like kind of a concert hall, so it looks more like Red Rocks than it does like an actual event all the way around. 
So it's like at the very front of you. It's like you're looking down at it, basically. Yeah. It's like this, right? It goes it's, all the way to the top. It, exactly. Yeah. And it's only one side that has uh, seating. It doesn't have seating all the way around. You could still do it, though. Maybe. But it's just I think it's harder because they want to fill. I yeah, think right. the expensive the thing is they want to make money. The more seats you have, the more money you'll make all the way around. I mean, maybe to your guys' point, I thought Super Bowl week at the Sphere was going to be unbelievably expensive. Cheapest tickets right now for the Friday night show, $375. So that shows that, yep, maybe YouTube isn't as good of a get. I, I just don't like YouTube that much, but they really uh, they really lost it for me when they just preloaded one of their albums onto on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you don't get to just choose to be on my phone. Was uh -huh. that a mistake, though? Well, no, I think that was, was a mistake. No, no it uh -huh. was something they paid oh. a lot of money for. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, just of course, it down everyone. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So okay. I'm not losing my sphere of virginity to YouTube. <laughs> uh, you might be able to listen to UFC after all, because Cody's confirming that uh, Dana White has already confirmed the sphere for UFC. Let's right? go. There you go. Sphere UFC. Our guy Cody, Las Vegas native, he knows all about. It. He's going to he be at Circa next week, and so should you. Join us on Wednesday, and to give you a little taste of what this next week is going to be like, I think we had, what, average three or four guests a day last week, Monday through Friday. Last guests, year. Yes, yeah, last year. Guests range from... Uh, I don't <laughs> TJ Ward, I'm trying Emmanuel to, yeah. Sanders, Ryan Harris, James Palmer, yeah, to, Lindsey Jones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so many people. Pat Sertan. It's going to be a blast. And some of those people you mentioned, we've already got booked for next week as Let's well. Go. It's going to be awesome. So make sure to stay tuned in. We've actually got a little preview, which we're going to end this show with. It's the best of, some of the best ofs from last year to get you hyped. And next time we see you guys, we're going to be in Las Vegas. So make sure to stay tuned next week. We're going live at noon Denver time. So just one hour after when we typically go live, going to be Monday through Friday, starting at noon. I realize I should have drafted just, it never closes. Is that a good thing? Open 24-7. It feels like a good thing when it's happening. <laughs> yes. It feels like a bad thing the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. I'm, uh, I'm worried about a super late night, followed by like An having to start morning. booking guests at like 8 a.m. Yeah, we're, we're going to probably it. learn that lesson twice. I believe, I believe in you. <laughs> I'm going to need you right there with me. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Enjoy this preview. Man, last year was a blast, and this year, I guarantee, it's going to be even better. And we're wrapping here. Yep, we're wrapping. Right, so we'll enjoy the preview here. He's gonna get the biggest group of big fuckers. Yes, it is. Shotgun a Red Bull. Sorry. We had an off bet. We had an off, no, no, off air bet, and he dropped an F bomb. He has a shotgun yeah, a Red Bull. I said I'd do it. Yes. I said I'd do Let's it. Let's go. I, I, did it. I, I was okay. gonna just ask you to say yeah, it. Yeah, I was. I, I wasn't sure, but I just. I, no, just went yeah, I love that oh, you. Yeah, went I figured we're digital, and no, there's no rules there. You talked about confidence. You said it with confidence. Right. I mean, fuck that shit. <laughs> you had the interception in that game too, right? Yeah. So there was also the fumble on the play. Yeah. But Danny recovers. Yep. Who gets to keep that ball? Do you get to keep the ball for the interception or because he jumps on it, does he get it? I give it to Danny. Okay. Honestly. Because that could have been bad. <laughs> that could have been bad. Like, even to this day, I tell Danny, man, thank you for having my back. Because that could have been went from a great play to uh -huh. an infamous play. Real quick, yeah. Like for them, to, if they would have got that ball down there and scored, that game is different. So shout out to Danny Trey, man. I love you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the first day that I could visit with any club was the 17th because of the league rules and protocols. And so, Craig Penner, Condi, and uh, George Payton were there the morning of the 17th, and, and I knew, I kind of knew where they were at. Um, and I also knew that they had to keep grinding because no one knew what the compensation thing was going to be like. So they had to have plan B in place. I felt strong then, but I too also felt like, hey, can compensation be worked out? I wasn't worried about my compensation. It was right. more about, can a trade be done? So 
it, the beginning of the process. I think it was hard for you. It was hard. We had to hear it every yeah. single press conference. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. The one, my favorite one, is after the the post game interview when when you guys lost mm -hmm. and everybody's sad and nobody wants to hear Broncos Country. Let's ride. And Russ still snuck one in there. That because was, he as he's walking off the podium. It was just painful. Yes. Just painful. I feel like I've seen you rock a visor before. No. It's, no. A, it's a golf guy move. He was insulted that you even asked yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to actually think if I've ever worn a visor. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the hair. I don't know. Would you put the bun above or yeah. below? I think you try both. You, we wouldn't be the ones to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very true. Um, above or? See? Above. I think you got to yeah, go above. You got to go a little. Would be like too go top knot with it. But yeah. the way you have it now, though, you have to go it below. It would be below. Yeah. It would, it would be, be below. See? This we, one, yeah, this one's a little bit off topic, but we had uh, Alex Singleton on this week, and as he was leaving, he said that next time my back was turned, he was going to tackle me. Um, <laughs> so I've been a little jumpy. I, I think I can get away. I was wondering if you have any tips. Like if he tries to tackle me, like how do I how do I break that tackle? How do I make him miss? Uh, low man wins. Low man. Okay, I'm. I've got that on him. Yeah, I got that started. on low man. Wait, wins. you're six foot three. Yeah, I mean a lot of times you see guys know to just go low. But if anybody was to stay high, tall and high, then you're not going to stand a chance if you're higher than me. I'm already 6'3". Okay. So, yeah, it's easier for guys to go ahead and chop me down. But low man wins. I would love to go against Randy Balls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good Best. one. Because that's, that's, that's one of the guys where I ask, you know, legends. You know, my dad, of course, like, who you have problems with? And he was like, Randy Moss was a different breed, so I would love to go against Randy. They, and then about, you can tell your dad, choose, like, I didn't have any problems with him. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I would, love, I would love, you know, to have that battle, you know, if I was to play in the past, of course. But, you know, I think it would be a great battle for sure. If you want to know what it's like to play for Sean Payton, go on my Instagram, Emmanuel Sanders, at Emmanuel Sanders, and look at the last post that I posted. It was a... We had we just won a game with Sean Payton, you know, playing music in Club Dub, and you'll find out what Club Dub is because he's bringing some to, to, to the Broncos, and he's grittying through the locker room, right? Like having fun. He's a player's coach, but also he, he he's one of those guys that pays attention to the details of the game. You're gonna have fun, but you're gonna have to work hard, and he loves to win, and so. Um, you know, when I when I when I heard when we fired Nathaniel Hackett, I say we because we we are Broncos country. When we fired Nathaniel Hackett, I was like Sean Payton. If we can get Sean Payton, man, that would be that would be beautiful because he's gonna provide consistency. Well, it's funny because I will say who my dad is as a coach and who he is as a dad can be different because he's super intense on the field. I mean, yeah. you guys have probably seen him through the years <laughs> in New Orleans, just screaming, going crazy. And I wouldn't say he has that approach at home. He's super calm. I think he, like he's a fun guy people probably don't realize that as much just because of his intensity on the field but he is like weirdly like detailed with like random things so like I'll sometimes but it is in his work mode so I'd go up to the office in New Orleans and I would see like yellow pin has to be here green pin I don't know if it's like some OCD tendencies yeah. but <laughs> no he's, he's definitely a detail-oriented guy I'll tell you this Gary Kubiak before every game on Saturday nights or Sunday night if we had a Monday would play what we called Saturday slappies just fail videos that made us laugh uh, they had a keep to leave on a roller coaster screaming his guts out you know um, they had different players afraid of things they had Wade Phillips dancing at his daughter's wedding it was awful um, so we had fun like that um, uh, the biggest speech I believe though of that season was before um, Pittsburgh and and it was Demarcus Ware who talked actually it may have been before New England He's, and he came in he had a suitcase and I was like I don't know is he leaving going home tonight who knows <laughs> so he starts talking he unzips his suitcase and he slams down a Lombardi trophy and he said they want to take this from us mm -hmm. and he goes through and names 30 different players on how they stepped up at different points of the year they're, they're trying to take this from us and this is ours to take and it was just that was it that was it. We just set the moment, getting the chills now. I mean, it was Me it, in another example of how a fantastic leader and teammate made a message and delivered it. It was amazing. It's going? Desert. Wow. Um, it is a desert, yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. They're asking about you in the comments <laughs> oh, right now. They, 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 do. they miss you. Yeah, yeah. Even though he was rudely tweeting at me last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. he did pick up on your tweets. <laughs> yeah, when, I get, when I get home and all my updates are just Henry just trying to bash me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't respond. Like, <laughs> he's, go, he's so go red right now. Like, oh, it's terrible. Well, I'll defend you if you go after him. Can I, can I just, That's yeah, true. Let me use your mouthpiece. I just want to say, there's another you're one, a free right? agent. 
<laughs> yeah, don't you work here? Not, not my, uh, not my best move there. You're a free agent, so I know you have to like keep your image up. You can't be fighting with me on Twitter. This is my time, and this you're not going to stop me. I know. Yeah, wow. go Grizz. Wow! <laughs> don't let him get away with that. I mean, they've blown him out like the past five years. There we go. Okay. What happened? What happened with a hundred before that? Tell me about. You weren't alive for those. Tell me about 1918. What was going on? I don't know. Probably Chris Wynn, though. Probably Chris Wynn. It was probably really cold. It was probably really freaking cold, just like Arizona. Where and when did that nickname come about? My real name isn't even Jake, so I'm trying to, you know, I'll keep. Jason is my real name, and in the third grade, there were five. Jason's in the class when I transferred in the teacher said you have to go by something else so I got, <laughs> I've been called Jake before Mrs. Jenkins in the third grade I've been called Jake so my name became Jake well as I progressed through playing sports and I read Kenny Stabler's uh, autobiography and he was the snake in football the original you know my brothers started calling me Jake the snake and their friends called me Jake the snake and went to a basketball camp and Chris Childs from Boise State and Arnell Jones the basketball players there who I looked up to like they were gods called me Jake the snake and so everybody started calling me Jake the snake and uh, I signed my first autograph at ASU Jake the snake plumber you know? I was like I'm doing this and I became the snake and thank goodness I could you know act like a snake and yeah. perform somewhat snake like you know, movements out there and make people miss. Like I say, why do they call you the snake? I say, well, have you ever come across a snake and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there's a snake, and then all of a sudden he's gone? Yeah, yeah exactly. You see me in the pocket and then I'm gone. So should, should the expectation be to, to compete for the playoffs, to get into the playoffs, or is that a little bit too lofty coming off of five wins? You went and you hired Sean Payton and you paid him a lot of money and you traded draft picks <laughs> yeah. for him, and last year you traded draft picks for Russell Wilson and players. Uh, yeah, you should absolutely be expecting to go to the playoffs. I forget what party it was. It was like a, it was, I think it was Chainsmokers or something. And they <laughs> ended up uh, building like a warehouse from scratch, like in an empty field. Oh. And we're there and like Andrew Siciliano rolls in, the host of our show on NFL Now. And it's him and Vince Vaughn. And, like, if you know Vince Vaughn, like, enormous Vince Vaughn and Andrew, like, not as very enormous. They walked in like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and twins. And all of a sudden, and there's just, like, four of us hanging out. And, and I'm like, Andrew, why is Vince Vaughn with you? He's like, I don't know. He watched me on Red Zone. We shared a cab here, and he has nobody to hang out with. So we end up spending the entire evening with Vince Vaughn. And uh, I made him laugh a couple of times, which was, like, to me, a huge, like, yeah. wedding crashers, old school, like, name the movie. Swingers was, like, you know, the, D the DVD that was in my, you know, in my player every single day of college. And I remember asking, like, we're, we're all, like, drinking up there and hanging out. And I was just like, I got to do this. And I was like, hey, man, do you ever think Jamie O'Hare was ahead of his time when he played the quarterback in Rudy and he got he, – do you remember mm -hmm. he played the quarterback in Rudy that gets – he said, you suck ass. Yeah, you suck yeah. right? This guy, this asshole thinks it's the Super Bowl. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's Vince Vaughn. Like, nobody really remembers that's wow. Vince Vaughn and Rudy. Wow. So, and he's like, he's the quarterback. Remember at the end where he, he comes running in, they're like, in comes Jamie O'Hare. It's easy to say his career has been a disappointment. You know what I mean? Like, and he's the throws the pass and says, that was for you. Uh -huh. I was like, man, you ever think, I said to him, I was like, did you think Jamie O'Hare was kind of ahead of his time, like the bad boy quarterback? I mean, like, if it was like present day, dude would have been big man on campus. He wouldn't have been, he would have been demoted by any means. And he was like, ah, like, it's like Vince Vaughn, like that. And I was like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. Successful but then I was like, hey, dude, look, I got to get a picture. A huge fan. We take a picture, and then I'm having a time. I'm like, this is great. Turn on, gone. And I was like, I think I, I broke the bro code. Oh. Uh, and I took a picture. And it, the shitty part is you can't even see us. It's like so dark in this video. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm telling my boys, I'm like, that's Vince Wong. They're like, yeah, sure. Right. Comments I, want yeah. you to tackle Henry. Yeah. I actually, not so right now, I'm going to come by just randomly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> take his him ass out. Don't think you can take me right now? Flying cotton 